Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. The real brother. And Drew Shepard. Howdy, howdy. How's it going, guys? All right. Cool. I've been looking forward to tonight. <laughs> For a lot of reasons, actually. Uh, but we'll get into that. John, what's going on this week? You're home alone, right? Yeah, I'm home alone. Uh, family is all in Little Rock, uh, seeing... Uh, my wife's parents, they're actually uh, uh, renewing their vows. My wife's oh. parents are. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. And they're okay. having like a little, oh, little ceremony. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they had their wedding ring stolen in the 90s out of their house and oh. uh, have just oh. had cheap nothings oh. since. Mm-hmm. And so they went and bought some nice rings and are doing that for their 40th That's fun. That's cool. anniversary. Yeah. So not really them, uh, not really typical of them type of thing to do something like that. Oh, <laughs> you said not really them. I was thinking, wait, well, who's doing it? Then? Not really. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not. Uh, they hired actors to not normally they perform thing. their ceremony. It's CGI, actually. <laughs> CGI it's just going to be CGI. Wedding. Oh. Not really them, but, you know. <laughs> not the um, so kind of kind of interesting to hear how that goes. Um, I've got inventories coming up, so I have to miss it. Mm, oh, that stinks. Yeah, yeah, that's but, okay. Um, it's okay. <laughs> but that's really that's really no. sweet. That's really cool. And you're right. That's because I know didn't. No, should I say their names? Probably not. I don't know. Probably doesn't matter. I know. Uh, I know you're in laws. And yeah, uh, so. that's that's something I would probably would not have expected from them normally, but. But I think it's yeah. really cute that they're doing that. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, other than that, um, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here, but my son, uh, who's 12, mm-hmm. uh, is in uh, just recently started the 4-H shooting. Stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, okay. So he's, uh, he's doing a bunch of that. And so I'm uh, – I love that kind of thing. Um, and so I've – probably gone too far in making sure he can practice really well at home. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So this week I bought him a, a, a nice rifle to, to practice with. Oh yeah. Now that's um, awesome. So yeah, that's about it. What kind did you get him? So I got him a, a youth uh, savage bolt action. Yeah. You know, just sticking to all their rules. Um, mm. I mean, you can get one like it in an adult size, really cheap, like at any big box store that sells guns. Um, but I had to order the specific one for really for his size. And it was like twice as much. Again, oh. probably went a little too far, um, but he's he's really excited about it. And that's something I oh, like, yeah. too. So hopefully, how, uh, hopefully how old is the how old is the kid in? A Christmas Carol, a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, Christmas time, Christmas Carol, oh, yeah. a Christmas story. I have Christmas no Carol. You Charles think he's older Dickens. or younger? I think he might be around around Williams' I think age. I think he's probably younger. It's just Williams doesn't look his age. Oh yeah, right? okay. He's he's very mm-hmm. small for a sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that there's that's probably part of it, but. Um, anyway, I got to blame it. for that one, John. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, but then the girls can also, uh, 
Uh, Ava can start next year because you have to be nine uh, to start mm-hmm. in it. And then he can actually go to uh, uh, some of the pistol stuff mm. uh, next year. And so I'm already That's awesome. hoping he's interested in that. And it, it is pretty cool. They go to state competitions and stuff. And it's cool. Uh, so he's Cash really prizes. excited about it. Um, no. Oh, like, uh, uh, probably a, a little, little blue ribbon trophy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good enough. And, uh, the acknowledgement is really more important oh, yeah. than the, than the price and the experience. But I mean, it'll, it'll be awesome. There's, there's colleges with shooting teams and stuff. That's right. That's true. You know, Olympics, they shoot in the Olympics. And so, Hey, right. Hey, and you never know maybe, what Russia's going to do. So, you yeah, know. absolutely. That's right. <laughs> so, and from the look of, uh, of some of these other four H'ers that we're with, they are definitely expecting Russia to do something at any time. Oh, okay. Um, so. uh, to all our Russian listeners out there, which don't exist, um, you know, we know it's not you. We know it's, it's your government, you. right? One one particular aspect of it. Unless Putin is listening, then hey, welcome to the star wars brothers podcast if you want to be a guest uh, <laughs> you can let podcast. us know let us know <laughs> email us yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that uh okay that's cool that's great <laughs> drew what's moving going on, on? moving on yeah, moving on i'll just i'll drop what i was about to say we'll <laughs> thank move you on from that um, <laughs> so two things going on this week the the first is um gosh we've had no ac since tuesday afternoon mm. so that has been a, a a huge bummer for us our um air conditioning unit the condenser outside we bought it brand new in 2020 and so it's still under warranty but they're just having a hard time getting the part and so they said well we can get it you know we can fix it with another part but uh then it wouldn't be under warranty anymore because it's a different brand <laughs> oh, for that part. And, yeah. you know, the warranty yeah. is to uh, replace a part, not get an alternative company or alternative brand. So sure. it'd be like, we have to pay and then we'd void the warranty for any future things. It's like, mm. so we think we're going to get it tomorrow, but yeah, since Tuesday afternoon, we've not had AC. So we've Man, had all the doors. Do you need a place to things. sleep? It's thankfully, it's been praise cool. God. It's been, yeah. yeah, we've had the windows open at night, so it's been really nice, kind of mm-hmm, cool mm-hmm. Um, during the day. So it's actually worked out very really well. It feels yeah, well, we'd good. be in trouble, but <laughs> we went um, to Animal Kingdom yesterday. Oh yeah, and it was awesome weather. Just all day, it was great. Got up into the got up in like the mid mid to upper seventies, but but it was nice. You know, still sweat weather for Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I think Animal Kingdom has like a five degree boost of whatever the temperature is. For some reason, it's five degrees hotter at Animal Kingdom, but mm-hmm. it was still still not bad. So um, then the other thing is, which you know, building off of the the Disney is mm-hmm. how we went to Guardians of mm-hmm. Galaxy. Oh, Cosmic Rewind. And I, I would say I'm jealous, but I'm not jealous. I'm very happy for you that you got yeah. to go. But it John, is, I was in, I was invited to this. I was invited to uh, Drew's preview, early preview. Did did I already tell? I think I already said this on a previous podcast. Yeah, yeah a couple weeks and, ago, I think. 
Yeah, it's the day we flew back from Michigan, so I did not get to go. But give us your spoiler-free review, Drew. Spoiler-free review. It is the it's the neatest roller coaster I've ever been on. Wow! It incorporates That's new technology that, that no one has ever done. They're the first of their kind to do it. Cool. It's totally unique. It's amazing. Awesome. All right, John. It's at Epcot. So you're either going to have to do a park hopper or you're going to have to do two days when you come down. (laughs) (laughs) Although the thing about Disney right now is you could go and pay all that money for a day and maybe not even get on the ride. So it's tricky right now, that stuff. So it might might be better way for things to settle down before you try to hit that one. For sure. I'll try, but you know, I can go and fail and then go back and try to try. Yeah, exactly. Not as hard for us. Right, 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 right. I'll have to wait till the official release, um, which is when the official opening is like in Memorial of this Day month, weekend. Maybe. Okay, not too far away. No. that's great though. Super cool. <clears throat> Glad you got to do that. And it sounds like the person who went in my place had a blast as well. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, maybe it's better did. that I didn't get to go. <laughs> I'm sure that meant a lot to them. So Mm -hmm. Uh, more friends of ours that they, they ended up bringing a couple um, because you, you could take four total, right? Right. And uh, now why, why didn't Amy go? So the time slot we were given uh, was from three 30 to four. So she can get off work. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Now we are going back on the 19th Mm -hmm. and I've already told her about it. Uh, because now we have our pass holder preview on the 19th. Oh, oh, okay, cool. And I think she's going to try it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know that she should, but she really wants to because she loves you know, the galaxy. Yeah, so. yeah, right, right. Amy has a hard time with some of those rides just because mm-hmm. they're hard on her. Roller coasters. <laughs> Not just because yeah. she's scared, but they throw her off a little bit or something. Is that fair to say, Drew? Yeah. yeah. yeah Jessica's so, the same way. to be careful. Yeah, Jessica's the same way. She rode the swings at a little fair. You know the swings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like sick the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. Cool. Like not throwing up, just like headaches. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I just got back from, from Michigan. I really have a lot that's been going on with me lately. Um, my parents are coming tomorrow. Really excited about that. Luke has been counting the sleeps. He counts it by sleeps. So yesterday it was two more sleeps. Today it's one more sleep until Nanny and Grandpa get here. <laughs> and he just squeals when, when he talks about it. So he's really, really excited about them being here. They're camping at the Swanee River State Park oh. uh, tonight in their camper that they're pulling on a vehicle. I don't think I've seen that vehicle yet. It's brand new, right? So that's pretty cool. They sent a picture of their vehicle in their camper to us earlier. So, so really excited. This should be a fun weekend. I took off work tomorrow. And uh, I think I took off Monday too. I don't really remember when they're leaving, but I don't know. I don't remember if I took off Monday or not. I think they're leaving Sunday, but anyway, um, should be a, should be a fun time, fun weekend. Uh, Michigan was, was Michigan. I kind of expected to go up there and have, you know, cause they were pretty strict about masks way more so than Florida. You know, Florida was super lax compared to everybody else. 
and Michigan was on that other end of the more extreme restrictions and shutdowns and of, of the spectrum. It went up there. It was like nothing was going on. So, hmm. um, so that was kind of nice to be able to see that. Hey, maybe we're maybe we're pretty much past the the life changing aspects of this, and and uh, uh, kind of encouraging in that way. So, but yeah, things are good. good. Things are good. But <clears throat> the reason I'm really excited about tonight. One of the reasons is that we are going to complete the fellowship. We're completing the fellowship tonight, John and Drew, we need. Uh, so just to remind our, if we have any first time listeners this week, that'd be really weird, but maybe we will. What we're doing here is we have um, uh, a task, the Balrog in one version of the multiverse iterations of Middle Earth. Um, the Balrog has destroyed the fellowship, which is a constant that's, that should never happen, but it did. And so the, the watcher has decided that he has, uh, I mean, he looked through all of existence and decided that we were going to be the best picks for, um, for selecting the replacements for that fellowship from the star Wars universe. And so once we put in our order, he'll send them over and that order will be complete tonight. So we need to pick three more to go over um, who's been selected so far. Our Frodo replacement is Crosshair from the Bad Batch. Our um, Sam replacement is Wrecker from the Bad Batch. Our Mary replacement is QTKT from the Clone Wars series. And if you're not familiar with who that is, and why would you be? If, uh, you know, if you didn't hear, already hear us talking about it, that's the pink droid from the, uh, the atrocious D squad arc <laughs> of the clone wars. Um, uh, Hondo is Pippin. And then we have, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi replacing Gandalf, specifically the Alec Guinness version of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So old Ben Kenobi. And then we have, Boromir being replaced by Quinlan Voss from episode one, which was kind of a bend to the rules, perhaps. But I don't know. Was Quinlan Voss in any of the uh, other movies? Was he ever in a? He's mentioned. Mentioned? Okay. Mentioned in the I movies? In, yeah. He's mentioned the. Uh... In episode two or three? Two or three, they say Quinlan's off to such and such. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Quinlan Voss is our Boromir. We need tonight to select a Legolas, a Gimli, and an Aragorn. And these must all come from the sequel trilogy. So episodes seven, eight, and nine. The character must have been introduced in one of those movies. What do you got for us, Drew? Let's. Who do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with one, Gimli. One at a time. Gimli. Okay. Uh, my vote is General Hux. He's a bit rash. They're both a bit rash, <laughs> a bit okay. unhinged, and full okay. of pride. Wow, General Hux. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Well, you guys are blowing my mind here. <laughs> but I get your explanation. So. John, what do you think about General Hux? I, I like it. I think it's okay. a good one. All I right. Do. Who did you yeah. come up with? 
Gimli was the hardest one for me to come up with. Oh, oh okay. Uh, honestly. So I just filled it. I just put Poe in there because I hadn't picked him for anything else. Who? Oh, Poe. Oh, okay. Do you have a reason for Poe? Uh, no. Okay. Well, General Hux, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, y'all make that final call. You don't have to decide that yet. Uh, what? No, no, I have no reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, John. Good job. Way to do your homework. You know, oh, yeah. it's not like the fate of Middle Earth is hanging on this or anything. You know, I don't know how much these guys are really going to care about Middle Earth. Um, <laughs> this is your job. There. <laughs> All right. Um, who's next, John? Um, who, who all are we picking? Legolas, Legolas Aragorn. So, uh, Legolas is uh, Captain Phasma. Oh, okay. Because Legolas is, is kind of fancy. And <laughs> Captain Phasma <laughs> is Chrome. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is she fancy, though? Or did they just forget just, to paint well, her she's armor? Chrome. You know? She's, she's no, it's just fancy. Maybe they're all like that under their paint. It's just no. white paint on top of that. Chrome. Then it was real stupid to paint them because it would be <laughs> a lot cooler to have a chrome army. I mean, way too bright. Imagine like the if they were if they were fighting near a sun or something, just, uh, you just wouldn't be able to see. It would weigh them down too much. It's like a gallon of paint bucket on everyone's armor. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Okay, Captain, yep. is it Captain Phasma mm-hmm. or General Phasma? No, it's Captain. Captain, yeah. Captain Phasma. Okay. Drew, who was your pick for Legolas? Mine's kind of cheap, but I went with it. Um, I think you pronounce her name Jana, if I remember correctly. Um, who is that? She is. She the, read the. Yeah, the f- former uh, first order. Okay. Okay. She's now like a rebel. And the only, the only real yeah. reason was because I remember she uses an energy bow, too. Oh, she does? Yeah. And that's, I was like, okay, that's. Really? That's is this the same with. energy bow that Omega uses? No, no. Oh, okay. No, it's not, it's not like a Swiss army bow. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I went with more the, um, so that one, the approach of similar weapon, weaponry, but. Okay. Was, All right. I think fancy is better. But I like fans. I mean, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about the third pick, and then y'all can hash it out and decide your three. Um, Aragorn. Who'd you pick for Aragorn, Drew? I picked Ray because they both have strong leadership skills, okay. and they're both a little shrouded in mystery. Okay. All right. Good reasons. I can see that. I can see Ray. She's sort of noble too, right? And John, who'd you pick for? Uh, I uh, I actually picked uh, Kylo Ren. <laughs> uh, mainly due to the sword. Um, oh, John. and the fighting style is okay. Is similar. There, there's That's a few instances where he's yeah, really swinging sword. that sword mm. so, uh, into yeah. the wall. You know, just chopping up the wall. Yeah, throwing a little fit. Okay, so. This is interesting. There's potentially for this little trio three uh, bad guys, right? Three first order members, which is ah, which is intriguing. Yeah. 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 Who and are we going to go with, guys? With my my 
concerns of the first order being on this were alleviated because uh what what are they gonna try to try to do in middle earth like oh yeah you know i'm gonna enslave the hobbit yeah no, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna um, want to. Comp- they're probably all gonna want to just get this over with so they can go home, because once once the ring is destroyed, pff, they're going home. You know, that's that's yeah. done. We're done. They've got um, their resources. They're gone. They're gone now. Mm-hmm. That's right. What what the Watcher will bring them back to their own realities and they can resume. Um, you know, whatever so, they're. So, I was also thinking. So you know, Kylo Ren. He he wants to let the past die. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, look, all that old ring stuff, you know, let's just, mm-hmm. let's just let the past die, you know, a little okay. more incentive to destroy it. So. Okay. Okay. That's all a right. good point. Yeah. All right. So, what's it going to be? Y'all got to come to an agreement. Let's go, Kylo. That'll work. Okay. Kylo Kylo's. for Aragorn. Aragorn. And then for Gimli, are we doing Hux? Yeah, let's do Hux. Okay, and then for um, hey, and and you know they don't really for Legolas. competition. They don't really what? No, that's right. I was thinking Legolas and and Gimli are the ones that had a competition, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's our Legolas? You know the the blue milk creature. Yeah, you want him to be that? That I was kind of thinking it it would be nice (laughs) to have him. John, just, these guys have—they've got to be able to run. Well, they do, but they also have, they have to, to run, and they have to run far. Drinking, in fact, that's nutrition. Not a bad case to yeah. be able to run, right? Right, right. And you think about the horse tribes—you know—that is the point in favor of the um, whatever the name of the person you suggested for Legolas was, Drew, because she's a, she's pretty good on the riding creatures front, you know. <laughs> Although Legolas doesn't ever ride a horse, so maybe it's not necessary. But the main thing is they need to be able to run, right? So. Does he not ride a horse? Because they do a lot of does running. He not, <laughs> does he not ride some kind of creature? Uh, I mean, he rides the elephant before killing it. Mm. But I don't think he rides anything. We don't need to worry about walking on snow because we're past that part. Yeah. There's not going to be any snow. They're going to Mordor. You're gonna be the lava. Mm, yeah. Can he? Can he walk on lava? I don't know. I mean, it, it's not like he ends up in Mordor anyway. So you know, Legolas ends up being that in that final battle. Not in the original Mordor. week nine, what? but these Star Wars um, nine. Uh, Come on. Okay. They're gonna get this over with quick. You think so? Uh, I All think. Right. Well, tune in next week and we'll find lightsaber, out. I wonder if a lightsaber can actually destroy the ring. Maybe. And I think it's I think it's reasonable to expect that Obi-Wan will have oh wait though, this is old Ben. Mm-hmm. Does he have a lightsaber still? Yeah, I guess he does. He yeah. fights Darth Vader oh, yeah. with a lightsaber, right? So he lightsaber has a lightsaber. battle ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's got it hidden somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he's got his lightsaber. So I'm sure he'll have that. Surely he'll have that. All right, so I think you've got your Aragorn, you've got your Gimli. Who's your Legolas? Need to make a final call. Captain Phantasma. Okay. All right. Wait, is it Phantasma or Phasma? Phasma. 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 Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma. 
um, Kylo Ren and General Hawks. <laughs> this is good. This is good. This week yeah, I approve. first order, right? I think this is uh, yeah. And John, uh, so far I've hated all your picks. I love your Kylo Ren pick and your reasoning for it. Um, it's great. It's great. So the so fellowship far, is complete. So far, I've hated the whole fellowship. Part we will submit so. our picks to the watch. <laughs> Say that again. I said so far I've hated the whole fellowship concept of the, Oh uh, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. Guess, you've loved so. it. You've loved it. <laughs> <laughs> we will submit our picks to the watcher and uh just you're gonna have to come back next week and see what happens. The uh you know, the actual task still needs to be completed. And John, you think it's gonna be quick? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Three episodes to discuss tonight. Four? No, four. I'm sorry, not three. Four <laughs> episodes <laughs> to discuss tonight. I kind of grouped the last two together in my mind. Um, yeah, I can see that. More like one long episode than, than two, in my opinion. Um, everything else is pretty piecemeal since we started this, but uh, those those are connected to me. So um, I think this week we're going to try discussing it in three different parts. We'll We'll discuss episode nine. Then we'll discuss episode 10 and then we'll discuss 11 and 12 together um, and, uh, and, and sort of approach it that way. And you're welcome to blend the discussion between episodes as much as you want. If you have sort of some overall impressions or if your thoughts have changed by what we've seen, um, if they're impacted, you know, by one another. Anyway, episode nine, Bounty Lost, Cad Bane has captured Omega and he is transporting, transporting her to deliver her to the Kaminoan Prime Minister. His plans are to take her DNA and kill her. So, you know, that's horrible. Omega ends up breaking out once they reach the rendezvous point um, where Bane is going to meet up with the, the prime minister's contact. And he contacts or Omega contacts the bad batch. And they're on some sort of like abandoned cloud city looking planet. Um where apparently there was some kind of weird alien experimentation going on. Cause there's all these test tube things that, you know, the, all the windows are broken in this place. And obviously it's been abandoned for some time, but the, there's still these test tube things with this green liquid and these alien creatures inside that never have any explanation given uh, regarding them, but, uh, but they, you know, um, they're there. Phoenix shard ends up intercepting this. Uh, Shand. Oh, <laughs> Finnick Shand ends up shark. Finnick Shark. Shark. Finnick. She ends up intercepting the. Yeah. She ends up intercepting and the trade off kills the Kaminoan contact who was meant to pick, pick up Omega and get her DNA and kill her. Um, I think kills, maybe just knocks out. I don't, I don't really know for sure. We find out that she was hired to protect. Omega by Omega's Kaminoan supervisor lady that has the, I think red, right. She's kind of a red theme garments to her um, colorblind. So, you know, could be green, could be red, could be pink, could be orange, but I, th- I thought it was red. sounds like I was right. It's good. Um, uh, anyway, they end up in a big fight and um, during that fight, Omega ends up escaping with the bad batch and Finnick Shand uh, flying away contacts her person, her Kaminoan person, who basically says, you know, it's fine. You don't have to 
actually capture her. I just wanted you to make sure she was safe. And if she's with the Bad Batch, she's safe. So, uh, so she just backs off and says, okay, well, you, if you need me again, you know where to find me. All right. So what I want to know first from you guys from this is what, uh, were you satisfied with what I think is the explanation is going to be the explanation for why Omega is so important. Were you all satisfied with that explanation? Yeah. And I yeah. really in- enjoyed how they expanded on it and actually gave a logic of Boba's missing we can't find him. She's the only one left tied to the original strand of DNA. Right. So yeah. we need her. So I appreciate it. And was, it, was a pure it. clone, right? Like right. an unmodified clone I think like Boba Fett. Yeah. I still don't know but wasn't it girl. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because <laughs> if you clone somebody, they don't change gender. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> they just swap one of those chromosomes, the external. Yeah, it's like one. Like, <laughs> it's not like one has genetic material. And you know, maybe it was this. Whatever, maybe they, so. uh, they, were, they were trying to do for Jango Fett what he wanted, right? He wanted an unmodified clone. But somebody, like, slipped up. And like, <laughs> well, let's just make him another one. <laughs> <laughs> So Can't wait to see my son. son. Son? Son? Oh. <laughs> Five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I actually really like that explanation. I was afraid it was going to be something a little bit silly. Like maybe she has some special power or, you know, I don't know. But, uh, I, and I'm sure it would have been fine if it were something like that. But I thought this explanation was very sensible. Um and made all of the motivations that have surrounded Omega thus far make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. All right. The other thing that I want to know is how you liked the uh, um, interaction between Shand and Bane. So what'd you like about it, John? I just like Cad Bane and Phoenix Shand in that episode fighting. And I don't know. Okay. I liked it. I liked it because those characters have showed up recently in live action. Yeah, mm-hmm, it, was, mm-hmm. it was just cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They both in this, but we had um, Cad Bane just show up in Book of Boba Fett. Um, Shan obviously introduced in Mandalorian. Um, in a large part in Book of Boba Fett. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So and that was bounty hunters. Okay, oh, go sorry. Go ahead. No. And as bounty hunters, they did a good job at displaying their level of skill. It wasn't just mm-hmm. a single, you know, hand-to-hand combat. It was that. Yeah. There was grenades. There was rope ties. There was flamethrowers. There, there was so many different things involved. And so, I mean, I think that actually made it really interesting because you didn't know what was coming next. Right. Yeah. Of like, generally, like, you know, stormtroopers, they're going to fire a blaster. We know what's sure. going to happen. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I also liked the different portrayal of a bounty hunter. They're very similar, right? They're hired for a job. <laughs> they just are supposed to go do the job they're hired for. But bounty hunters have standards, right? Of varying types. And Cad Bane doesn't really have a very high moral standard. He's okay doing things that are atrocious for the paycheck. And, and he's proven that. That's, that's who he was in the Clone Wars uh, a series and that's who he was in the book of Boba Fett. And then that's who he is here. So very consistent with his character, but very much a, uh, a, a bounty hunter leaning toward the evil side of things. Whereas Sand appears to have some sort of a moral seat uh, 
I think pretty much in every, let's see, was, was she immoral in the Mandalorian? Was there anything that was, she was just hired for an assassination, right? Yeah. Maybe more of a neutral, but I think probably has some standards, right? It seems like she, she in protecting Omega, maybe also kind of cares that this is a good thing to do. You see that in the book yeah. of Boba Fett, maybe that she's got some sort of a moral seat. Maybe that's more influence from Boba Fett. I don't know, but I don't know. I mean, she was, she was paid to get Omega. Uh, yeah, that's true. To that's protect true. her. So she comes across her. to me as less evil than Cad Bane at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think she would have taken a job to deliver Omega to be killed and have her DNA taken? You know, I mean, I guess Cad Bane doesn't know what's going to happen, but is he going to be a no question? Is she going to be a no questions ask, asked kind of person when a child's involved? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'm trying to think if we have any example of her displaying more of a moral center. Um, but maybe we have it. I don't know. I don't know. That was my impression. I was like, okay, she's hired for a good job. He's hired for an evil job and um, sort of a two bounty hunters duking it out with those two polarities within their bounty hunter, you know, persona. So maybe I'm taking it too far. No, I mean, I lean a little on your side. I don't think she seems like the type so far, at least what we've seen where, you know, I'll do a job, but um, women and children, you know, as far as killing them, maybe seems a little off limits there. You know, I might capture them, but I'm not going to assassinate them necessarily. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I'm thinking I'm more of the children. Work. I'm not sure about women, but <laughs> I think well, she probably killed a so woman. Supposed to like her, you know, they yeah. want it written that way. Right. Uh, and you're supposed to dislike I, Bane, right? And think he's a right. evil You know, Boba Fett villain. saves her life by turning her into a partial robot later, right? Right. Yep. If he had done that for Cad Bane, I think Cad Bane would have been like, you just made a mistake and killed him. Yeah, yeah right. You know, like <laughs> exactly. So, so there yeah. probably is a uh, more moral uh, perception they want us to have of her, right? Yeah, sure. I think so. I think so. Okay. Anything else about this episode y'all want to mention? I liked it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about episode 10 Common Ground. So we have a former senator of the planet Raxus Secundus, which apparently is the former capital of the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Um, and the, that senator, I don't remember his name, nor do I care because I don't think he's very important. And he's kind of a dumb character design, in my opinion. Anyway, he defies his occupier's uh, insistence that he basically encourage his population, his planet, to submit to imperial imperial rule um and uh as a result he gets arrested well his droid's not very happy about it and so she she our droids yeah droids have gender she contacts um the bad batch and hires them to extract her uh, master i guess her master right droids are pretty much slaves yeah um to, to extract her master. And uh, in doing so, Hunter insists that Omega stay behind. And so they go without Omega to complete this mission. 
Well, well, she is left behind. She proves herself to be a chess, Star Wars chess prodigy. I don't remember what it's called. Y'all remember what Star Wars chess is called? I even looked it up, but it was kind of a weird word. And I just, I didn't even know how to pronounce it. I feel like that's something I should know, but I don't. Anyway, Star Wars chess. Um, and she's awesome at it. So she ends up playing a bunch of people um, to pay off their debt to Sid. And uh, when Hunter and the Bad Batch get back, having completed their mission, you know, I mean, obviously a bunch of stuff goes down and they steal a tank and do cool things, blow up walls, escape through the sewers, right? This, but but uh, they get away at the end of the day, live to fight another day. And so, <clears throat> you know, this senator definitely does not pull a um, Ukrainian move here, right? Yeah. He doesn't stay and fight with his people. <laughs> he books it to live to fight another day. And um, what's the guy's name? I should know this Ukrainian guy. Zelensky. Zelensky. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't. He didn't pull a Zelensky. Um, but uh, but he does live, I guess. So he escapes and leaves the planet. Um, when Hunter and the crew get back, they basically promise to never leave Omega behind on a mission again. I mean, it, it, you don't know that at the end of the episode, but you kind of do. Because he's like, hey, if you can beat me in chess, then um, then I'll never leave you behind again. Um, did uh, did this episode, John, I'm curious, especially from you, did this episode change your opinion of Hunter or Omega? I know they haven't been very highly ranked clones for you at this point. Um, not for, uh, no, not really. Oh, okay. All right. That surprises I mean, me a little bit. Omega's still not a cool clone. Okay. Probably won't be unless she shows up later, like grown and oh, okay. really awesome at fighting. Um, you just hate kids. Uh, I like my own kids. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't like I don't like clone children. Um <laughs> You don't like Kid Boba Fett either, John? Come on. Uh, I really don't. No, <laughs> I never really have. Um, but, I mean, Hunter, maybe. I haven't really thought of the order in a while, uh, how yeah. I would rank them. But sure. I'm, I'm more okay with the knife thing than I was. <laughs> um, because William's been playing a game on Switch where you command these clones, I forgot the name of it. And uh, one of the guys on there has some knives. And so I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like a Star Wars game? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, I think it's an older game, maybe. Huh. huh. On Switch? Yeah. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I can keep talking, but I'm going to grab the Switch so I can tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really curious what uh, this game is. I, I, I'll probably recognize it when I hear it, but. I haven't played it much. Knights of the Old Republic. No, it's not that. It's not that. No clones in Knights of the Old Republic. That takes place like 3,000 years before. Some stupid number before any of the enemies of Star Wars. But they still, it's all basically the same. There's like no no technology differences. It's (laughs) called Star Wars. Tons of lightsabers everywhere. Star Wars Republic Commando. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. It was a PlayStation 2 game, I believe, okay. that they ported over. It looks, I, I haven't really played it much, but I've watched him play it. Well, you can't see my yeah, can't, uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Great. Okay. Well, that's cool. 
So since they used some knives in there, he was, I haven't seen it, but he's told me about it. I was like, you know what? I guess this has been around for a while. I guess I can be okay with knives. Yeah. Drew, you and I want to weapon for a more, even more uncivilized age. Yeah. It's true. We're civilized either way. Yeah. I mean, a a knife, you've got to get up close and get, get some blood on your hands, you know? Right. We're not even not talking about like a little ladder to your face. This is like, you know, yeah. just get in there and dig that vein out, you know, gross yeah. stuff. I wouldn't want to kill somebody with a knife. I mean, I don't want to kill anybody with anything. <laughs> Definitely not. If I knife. did, if I did kill somebody, I'd want it to be like, I push a button and they die on the other side of the world. So, so that'd be the never way. be a dictator. Uh, yeah because right that's like the ultimate (laughs) (laughs) this was easy (laughs) oh all right we're getting shut Uh, down drew did you change your opinion at all on on either one of them this episode i feel like this was a very hunter omega episode i think it explored their relationship a lot you know so i was just curious what you guys thought about it not hunter but it did omega and the reason i I really did positive or negative positively or just a side shift i didn't necessarily care no no i I enjoyed it positively and the reason is they actually gave me something what am i trying to say they all have something they're good at Mm -hmm. now i know what omega is good at got it all clones they're all advanced modified clones and up till now we've not known in what way omega is now we at least know that she is tactically minded i guess i don't know what we're going to call it but she's very tactical um, yeah and that and, is her and, skill i guess and i thought of that too but is she not she's like an unaltered is that right yeah i that was like, the impression i, like I got others were but kinda, she can't be unaltered because that's not how dna works yeah because yeah. she's a girl well but she's the only girl in that's all they portrayed the yeah. <laughs> was that she was unaltered. So maybe DNA just works differently oh. in a galaxy far, far away, you know. Maybe there's maybe there's midi midichlorians. There we mm. go. Uh mm. got mixed in with her DNA somehow. Or maybe even though you're an unaltered clone, you're not necessarily a, an exact replica. Because we don't know exactly what their cloning process involves, right? So unaltered might mean that whatever process they use doesn't pull all the data perfectly just gets pretty close right and then with the clones they specifically go in and try to manipulate various aspects um but there maybe there's still some uncontrolled variables i don't know i found it more interesting than the rescue part of the episode so just sort of okay getting to know her side a little bit better especially with sid who is hilarious in my opinion okay bandana you know <laughs> yeah her nicknames were good this episode you mentioned that when we were watching john drew came over the other night and uh shauna was out with with amy and they were doing a you know doing a girl's night kind of celebrating shauna's birthday and just spending some time together catching up they haven't really done that in a while so um uh drew came over here and watched this episode and the next one with me we didn't he didn't watch that the last one but but we watched those two together um with the kids crawling all over me so you know it was it was fine my kids 
for a lot of it though, just sat and stared. And yeah. Like, man, this is cool. You know, so Luke even at, point, at one point kind of said, man, I like star Wars or something like that. Cause I haven't exposed him to that much of it yet. You know, he knows some basics. He knows, he knows enough about me liking it and he wants to be like me because I'm his dad. And uh, that he, he kind of likes star Wars just by default because his dad likes star Wars, but, um, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't have his, he doesn't have ownership of it yet. Right. But then he watched this and was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. You know? Um, yeah. I, I really liked, there was one moment in particular with them that I liked where Hunter sent, and I actually, I, so I watched it by myself and then Drew came over and he hadn't seen that one yet. So we watched it. I watched it a second time with Drew and I didn't notice this the first time I watched it, but the second time I watched it, I picked up on, there was a moment where Hunter said to, I think tech, he said, you and Omega go around back and tech is like, Omega's not here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well then you go around. And I don't know why, I don't know how I missed that the first time, but I, I did somehow. And uh, I just thought that was a cool moment. Cause you could tell just Hunter, it was a good moment where you show that Hunter really cares about Omega. We already know he does, but this shows that it's like ingrained into him. Now he's already thinking of her as part of the team and he's leaving her behind. Cause he wants to keep her safe and because she's a child, but you know, he, he still has a lot of respect and uh, you know, thinks better a lot. So I just thought that was cool. Um, episode 11 and 12. Y'all ready? Yeah. So one more thing. I, yeah, sure. I liked the, uh, the little interrogation interrogation droid. Mm, okay just the fact that it was there just the fact that it was there just the fact yeah. that they're using yeah. it still you know that sure that we get to see it so yeah well this would have been way earlier than vader's use of it right yeah i wonder if it's the same one uh now i read from a different perspective that star wars canon star wars novel that gives you side stories um from right. the and and one of those stories goes into detail about that droid um and I always assumed it was like a torture droid, right? No. According to that canon novel, it is a truth serum that it injects you with. Oh. So you get, it gets the information out of you just because it's the truth serum. So it makes you not be able to lie or whatever. Which is what so I'd rather it be a torture, torture droid. droid. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I want it to be a torture um, droid. Because why build an entire droid to carry a syringe around? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was explaining that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> right. And have a very unique design, like, right. for this droid. <laughs> it will have one task. No, I'm sure he has other functions, but that's one of them is to administer truth serum. And You may um, also give, like, flu vaccines and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, COVID vaccines. It's your booster, yeah. Right. All that stuff. The at first I didn't like that explanation, but then I got to thinking about it. And Princess Leia does not come across as someone who's been tortured by Darth Vader by the time Luke and Han show up, right? She just like kind of sits up and is like, Oh, you guys are here, and she just acts normal like nothing's happened. And if it were true serum that she got rather than um, you know something that tortured her. And I think it actually goes into detail about it. If I'm not mistaken, she like resists it. Like she's so strong willed that even truth serum can't cause her to break and, and 
you know. So she didn't just survive brutal torture. She just was able to mentally resist the truth serum, which actually thinking about Leia's character, I kind of ended up liking, um, you know, the more she's I thought got, about it. So she's, she's strong with the, the force. Strong with the force. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense. Makes sense. No. Nope. Anyway, that's truth serum. I assume it was truth serum in this as well. And considering that they're both canon, but you never know how much, uh, you know, coherency you're actually going to get in a, in a universe yeah. as large as this one. So who knows? Maybe, maybe there's different versions of it out there. Um, all right. 11 and 12 devil's deal and rescue on Ryloth. So we have an Imperial occupation on Ryloth um, and they're actually providing some benefit to the citizens there because they've got a refinery that is uh, providing a lot of jobs to the Rylothians but at the cost of their second amendment rights. And if you're not, you know, familiar with what that means to an American um, for the Russians out there, uh, the second amendment, right. The right to bear arms. Yeah. Right. To bear arms. Yeah. It's what stops you from coming over here. (laughs) (laughs) I think Ukrainians have the right to bear arms too. I would assume. So, well, they do Uh, now. They do now. (laughs) That's right. Oh, it feels bad to laugh about what's going on. Over yeah, there. that's true. Um, Second Amendment rights are taken away uh, and they have to basically surrender all their weapons. Well, um, we get introduced to a character named Hera, who is the daughter of some of the leaders in Ryloth. Uh, they're the old resistance fighters from a previous Clone Wars arc, if I'm not mistaken. And Hera is is the daughter of one of those resistance uh, fighters, resistance fighters that was fighting against uh, the separatists when they were there. Um, Hera ends up going with her, I think her uncle, the blue Rylothian. Is he an uncle? Is he related? I felt like he was related. Maybe he's just another I think so. dude. Yeah, I, think I don't know. Uncle. I got I got an uncle vibe for sure from him. Um, he takes her to this other planet to pick up some weapons that he's intending to smuggle in because he doesn't like the fact that they're being left defenseless um, by the empire. So she goes and who ends up delivering the weapons, but the bad patch and uh, Omega's there. Omega meets Hera. They're maybe pretty close in age. I think Hera's a little older. She's definitely taller, um, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean older, but I, I got the impression she was a little bit older than Omega, but both still young. Right. And they, they become friends and Omega shows around the ship and, you know, it's not like a close friendship, but it's enough to kind of get, gain some immediate, you know, rapport. Uh, they hit it off well. And um, Hera actually gives, or no, Omega gives Hera some contact information so that if she says, if you, you know, if there's an emergency, you need to contact us for help, just give me a buzz. Okay. So that comes back into play a little bit later because the uh, crew gets caught and everyone is arrested. Now the bad batch isn't obviously this is after they leave and come back home, but, but they all get caught and they get arrested. And then at the end of the episode, they get framed for the murder of the Senator who is so concerned uh, back in the clone wars arc about these resistance fighters ending up, you know, removing him from his perch of power. 
they end up, he, they end up kind of working it out at the end of that arc. I don't remember all the details, but they kind of are like, all right, let's just do this together. You know, we'll just cooperate and I'll respect the fact that you're the Senator and you, you know, you're still going to be a leader here, but, but, uh, but the, the Senator Orn free Ta, I guess is his name. He's the guy with like four tails on his head. Weird looking, but um, he gets killed. But then they say that the resistance leader attempted to murder. I think Crosshair is the one who finally kills him, but they get like a picture of the resistance leader holding a gun to his head or something like that. I don't remember all the details to it, but that's like enough for them that that image is enough for them to be able to convince the Rylothians that, that he attempted to murder the Senator. And for some reason, they're not claiming that he's dead. They're just saying he's still alive. Maybe they just don't want to upset people any more than they have to. But, um, uh, but he is definitely dead. I think definitely dead. Yeah. I hope definitely dead. I really don't like that guy. Anyway, in the next episode, Hera contacts Omega and asks them to come and help her save her parents who are in prison. So Hera gets away, but she's the only one I think who gets away. Right. Is that right? I believe that's right. Um, and, uh, uh, Omega is the one who convinces the bad batch to, to go and actually help her. They're like, oh, I don't know. We can't help everybody who needs help, but, but you know, Omega insists. And so they give into her. So anyway, Omega Hera and Hera's droid chopper, who we were introduced to in the last episode, they end up attacking the Imperial's refinery defenses, um, trying to distract the um, the clones that are in the capital city around the, the prison to go and, and basically defend the refinery so that they reduce defenses and then they can go in and, and save the parents, right? Um, Tech and Wrecker, as soon as those defenses are, are, are down, fly in and start blowing up stuff at the refinery. And again, in the mean, in the meantime, Hunter and Echo do the rescue at the Capitol. Okay. And they extract the, uh, the parents and some others that are in prison there, um, that were, you know, being used, abused by the empire, but Crosshair kind of figures out what's going on. He kind of realizes, okay, something's up. This isn't right. A probe droid ends up seeing, uh, his bad batch crew, there and so he knows they're present he's like okay i kind of know how this what strategies they might use i'm not going to go reinforce the refinery i'm going to stay here because i think something's up here and he's right so he waits outside the the you know the prison or the palace facility or whatever it is that they're about to escape from Uh, and just before they walk into the trap that crosshair has set for them a clone named hauser stops them and says wait don't go it's a trap uh, I'm going to do my best to convince my men to lay down their weapons and not destroy, you know, not, not do this atrocious um, thing on, on Ryloth where we're imprisoning all these people. We were supposed to set them free and leave, but what are we doing here? What are we still doing here? This isn't right. Um, so he has them escape through the back door. They fly away, you know, Crosshair tries to shoot him, but he, he's not able to get them and they, they escape. Um, Meanwhile, Hauser opens the door and everybody's there. And he basically talks to his crew and says, hey, this isn't right. Some of them do lay down their weapons, but those that don't crosshair orders to arrest the others. And that's where the episode ends. All right. So this is really interesting for, for a lot of reasons. First of all, Hera and Chopper. John, I guess you realize that this Hera is going to be who we continue the story of 
in our, our audiobook novel that we're about to read. She's a main character in Rebels. And so it's interesting that, you know, had we been true Star Wars fans and had already seen Rebels, <laughs> then this would be like a really cool cameo from Rebels. But for us, this is the, I, I believe, and I'm not 100% sure, but I think this is the earliest, you know, version of Hera that anybody has seen. And so we're getting like the beginning of her story and we're going to be able to kind of track it all the way through in a way that nobody else has, which is kind of cool. I think uh, chopper also is, is a major character in rebels. <laughs> so I'm curious what y'all thought about Hera and chopper, what your first impressions were knowing that we're about to do some deep diving into both of those characters. As soon as we start rebels, did you know that John, did you, did you make the connection that they were rebels characters? Hang on. You're muted. No, I didn't realize that. And had I realized that, I might have cared a little bit more. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so not not a great first impression. Is that what you're telling me? No, no, not great. Okay, Drew, did you think anything of Hera Chopper? Oh, I I thought something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chopper is about the most annoying droid I've ever. Oh, heard. I don't. I'm not a big yeah. chopper. I, if you're going to tell me I'm going to have to watch a whole other show with that sound, I <laughs> might get you to find someone else. The sound, I agree. It was a, it was a, oh, my God. Uh, that was terrible. And he's also so noisy. Every time he turns his head, it goes. Yeah. Or like moves anything. It's like. It's like, dude, put some WD-40 in your gears, man. It's so loud. And I think it's probably because they want kids to really like chopper and kids like dumb, annoying noises. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's how you get them to pay attention to chopper is make him super noisy and make him make funny, you know, annoying little sounds. So, yeah. uh, I didn't hate chopper, but I didn't like him. Uh, but what about Hera? Uh, I, I was fine. I wasn't overly impressed. I'm not super interested at this point, but you know, I thought for an introduction to another series, it, it was a, it was enjoyable. I mean, they gave her interest that she wants to be a pilot. So, you know, when you go and we go into the next series, we at least have that as a background. So, right. I mean, it, right. it was okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but yeah, I kind of liked so it. Again, um, yeah. Go, John, go ahead. If I'd realized I might've liked it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, I this was my least favorite two episodes of wow. the Bad Batch so far. Oh, oh, um, whoa! I actually fell asleep three times <laughs> uh, watching these on two two separate days, um, and had to keep rewinding uh, oh, so that I I realized what happened. And I don't usually fall asleep watching uh, any Star Wars, but um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was for me, but. I was okay. annoyed watching these whole two episodes. Mm, okay. Wow. I did not expect that. I, I thought the episodes were pretty cool. Um, and I liked and Hera. I, I, I didn't love Chopper, but I did like Hera a lot. Really? Like what? the Second Amendment thing? I'm a, I'm a well, they didn't call Second, it the Second Amendment, Amendment fan, right? I know, but... <laughs> it's what about Star it? Wars. I don't understand. What didn't you Star like about Wars. it? it it's the Empire. has a blaster. Everybody what? has a blaster, but this is the Empire's play. Everybody try to get has it. a blaster, even okay. when the Empire is at its strongest. 
Mm. Every planet you go to, everybody has a blaster. Oh, okay, that's that's actually a really good point. Maybe they tried it here and it didn't go well, and so they didn't try it anywhere else. Like, scratch that. We won't yeah, try to that. take. We'll just. The, <laughs> well, let's not take all the blasters in the galaxy. That's right. <laughs> Had to figure it out during the early days of the empire what would work and what right. wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. And and it might be more of a localized decision, like that that dude, uh, whoever that imperial yeah. officer was, may have made that decision. It may not have been a decision from on high. It might have just been something he was trying to do. Um, obviously, they also put up with it, right? I mean, we have one well, instance of people smuggling in weapons, but we don't know what the entire population did, right? We do have well, we we see them in a line, turning in their weapons. Well, some point. people, some people would have. I mean, if the government confiscated all our guns in America, we would still have people that lined up to give up their guns. There'd be a lot that didn't. You know? The Arkansas lines uh, would be super short. Um, most of the, <laughs> I don't know if California has any guns to begin with, so they probably have an easy time <laughs> over there. Yeah. But uh, they wouldn't have to do anything over there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I don't think that's what bothered me. I was just, I did not enjoy watching this one for some reason. Um, okay. It may have been the, the annoying droid. It may have been. Uh, and then when I start getting that way, I start getting like, Oh, this is stupid about okay. everything on there. And so okay. like even her trying to fly the ship off, mm. like, Whoa, like, you're confusing them because you're so bad. Um. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. I'm excited to learn more about Hera. I thought it was kind of cool to get an early introduction compared to what most people have seen. So it sounds like I was way more positive on this episode than you, John. And it sounds like maybe even more positive it. than you, Drew. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Okay. So you weren't a big fan of, because of, we didn't really talk about it in detail. No, we try to save most of our reflections in the times that we have watched things together for the podcast. And so, um, I mean, I, I thought it was fine. It wasn't great, yeah. but I thought it was fine. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think I'm probably the one who liked these the best and maybe it was because I knew these were rebel characters. Um, I made that connection. Um, and so I was just like, okay, let's, let's learn about them, you know? And I wonder if, John, if you would have liked it more if you had seen Rebels and this was just an interesting cameo, right? Yeah. Maybe you already I'm liked almost sure I would have. Rebels. And yeah. I've even heard people say about Hera, uh, we go to some friends at church that are pretty big Star Wars fans and they already know about all this stuff. So I told them we were going to watch Rebels and, and that we were going to read that novel that we're going to read. And they said, oh, you're going to really like Hera and whoever the other guy is that's in the novel. Um, they said they were really neat characters. So I, th I think they're going to be really likable eventually. And so I was like, okay, it's neat yeah. to get an introduction that's that's early in the timeline that no one else got before they actually saw Hera, but we're going to get it um, and and be able to follow her timeline, you know, even more chronologically than most. Because we're not only going to do that, we're going to read a book that most people don't even know about that are big fans of Rebels that apparently is, is a deep dive into Hera's. Um, yeah you know, prehistory to rebels. So I'm really excited, really excited about, about it all. Except for Chopper. Not, I, don't, I mean, I don't hate Chopper, but. You won't hear him in the book. There you go. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. They'll just talk about his clicks, you know? Yeah. 
We might, John. These audiobooks, you know, they, they really do a lot of sound effects and musical oh, scores underlying. So. <laughs> I might get 13 hours of chopper sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The big thing that, and I know we've probably been podcasting long enough here, but the big thing I, I really wanted to know from this arc from you all was what you thought about the Hauser moment. This defied my understanding of order 60 post order 66 clones, because here we have a clone that is now rebelling. And I didn't know they had, they were capable of doing that. anymore. Um, and John, you theorized, or at least left open the possibility for crosshair that is he, is he only acting because of order 66 or is he also right. taking some of his own Liberty? And we sort of nixed that last week. At least I did uh, when Wrecker lost it and went totally a wall and try to kill Omega. It was like, well, obviously he has no control, right? And I don't think he did, but it seems like maybe there's varying levels. Um, I don't know if it's Order 66 is wearing off, maybe, or if uh, if they just, maybe Crosshair just really is making a choice here um, to do the wrong thing. What well, did you guys think? And it wasn't just Crosshair, it was, it was several others, several other clones that were under the Order 66, you know, chip reset of their brains that also laid down their arms in response to Hauser's encouragement. When Order 60, this Order 66 directive is basically any clone that resists, you kill them, right? Any clone that resists Order 66. Okay, you know, that's true. And I guess Order 66 is killed right. the Jedi. So maybe. And so right. if there was a Jedi there, he may have still right. killed the Jedi yeah, without yeah, yeah. Yeah. control. And so that's kind of how I was justifying it. But Okay. Yeah, there was the no surface, Jedi involved here. That's true. I mean, it was it just the like uh, plot hole unless you go that route, really. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of just looked at his. I think there's several explanations. I mean, like I mentioned, or maybe Order 66 is wearing off a little bit, or maybe, uh, yeah, John, I think, yeah, I think, I think that is a good point about no Jedi's involved. So, and see, he's wanting to kill the clones, uh, kill the Bad Batch because they, have helped Jedi. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Sure. They didn't. Well, they didn't kill Jedi, right? They lied about it. Sure. Yeah, they did help Jedi. He helped. He let that Jedi escape. And so that's why his chip could potentially be telling him, "I got to get potentially, rid of it. potentially." I also think he's to the point now where he's just consumed by it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even the chip. Yeah. Right. He's looking kind of jacked up like his head is all scarred yeah you what know. was up with that he had like all these like holes in his head from well, the i think burns. it's probably yeah. from the burns yeah of the big oh, engine that's right yeah you know what that. That, that is what yeah. yeah sure so. yeah oh and i didn't mention at the end of the episode i don't think i mentioned it at the end of the episode maybe i did mention it he requests to go and hunt down mm-hmm the bad batch to kill him so he's on a an assassination mission now he gets approval yeah. for that and goes after him we'll see how that plays out in the next three well anyway it's uh, interesting interesting to see those clones basically defy the empire when i didn't uh, to this point realize that was something they were even physically yeah. capable of so any other thoughts on this arc clones are getting older getting older okay mm-hmm. That guy that we saw, his hair was gray. Oh, you're had right. some gray in it. Uh, you know, okay. they age their age progression is quicker, right? right? That's right. Um, 
Rex was a first gen, you know, mm-hmm. and he looks mm-hmm. old. This guy's yeah. looking old. So sad. Yep. Dying that's off. I guess Omega will live for a while though, because she's an unaltered. That's what I was thinking. And then potentially the Bad Batch could live longer. Yeah. If they were not given that the accelerated you know, growth right thing. Yeah. Messed up. Uh-huh. It's messed up. All right. Let's rank them and then we'll be done. Who's first? Let me work on my list here for a second. Yeah. And I'll take a moment to think it through. So Crosshair is my first. Mm. Yeah, I think me too. He's the most complex, intriguing. I mean, right. he's driving a lot of the story here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think I'm going my with Tech. still record. Tech mm. is your number one, Drew? Yeah. There was a oh. lot of, uh, I guess, moments in the past four episodes where... I don't know. It, it might just be these four that I had fun. He just seemed more fun to me. He was witty. He was uh, like on point and just his, I guess his demeanor is just really enjoyable for me. Just how, just his wit. So, and that was really okay. displayed well in these four episodes. And I like that. So cool. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm going to rank mine. Um, so you know, I don't know. I don't know if Crosshair is my number one or not. I think it's Hunter is back to my number one. Um, I liked, I liked the moment with him kind of caring about Omega. I liked him sort of processing, protecting her versus including her on the missions. And that whole, that whole deal was neat. Um, I think Hunter might be back to my, my, I don't know if he ever was in my top spot. I think he may have been that first week. I think he's my number one. I think Crosshair is my number two. And then I'm going to go um, probably tech after that. No, no, I think, uh, I think it's Omega after that. Omega's up for me too. And then I'm going to go tech after Omega. Then I'm going to go Wrecker and then Echo. Echo's moved to the bottom for me because he's just not interesting. They're just not using him at all. I like his history, but they're not doing anything with it. He's just sort of there the whole time. Yeah, that's true. And he doesn't add a lot of characterization uh, to, to what the bad batch is doing so far. And I just, I need some development from him other than what's happened thus far. Um, the reason why Wrecker has moved up a little bit, um, is because even though I don't really love his persona, it feels very generic and, um, you know, tropey to me. I like his relationship with Omega. I like that. They just like to go out and get, you know, was it Manta mix or whatever that stuff is that they get together. <laughs> <laughs> mandrel mix i don't remember um i like popcorn basically when they go out and get popcorn together uh after the missions uh it's it's fun it's always a fun moment and then omega has moved up because of her moments with both um um wrecker and hunter uh, as well as her, I think Drew, you made a good point that she now has kind of purpose in the team. We found a little bit more about her origin, which I think is interesting. And, um, and, and I, I liked the inclusion of her on missions and mm-hmm. sort of the team making the decision that they're going to make her a part of it. Now there's still, I still think he's being careful. Right. Um, but he, he puts her on a mission where he thinks she's the least likely to get hurt. I think when they do their mission on Ryloth, he sends her to go take out the weapons. 
because he kind of feels like that's a sneak around job. You know, she's not going to get into a, a battle necessarily. She does end up getting into more of a battle than I think he would have expected her to, but it's probably the safest spot for her, but he's, she's still part of the team. She's part of the mission. And, and so I liked her more for that reason. So yeah, my rankings have shifted quite a bit. Okay. Okay. Drew. Tyrion. Um, Tech crosshair Omega wrecker echo hunter. Hunter's I don't know. Bottom? Hunter. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't get a lot out of it. It's, okay. and that's personal preference, obviously, yeah. but it's, he just, his ability just seems generic to me. He's, you know, okay. he's like, his ability is almost like a leader. I know they said something about senses, but it seems more like leadership is really more his ability, which is mm-hmm. fine. It's just the other ones by comparison are just more interesting to me. John? So Omega's, I'm going to have to go from the bottom, I think. Omega's sure. still on the bottom for me. Okay. She has potential yep. to move way up if she has purpose in the greater Star Wars universe for me. Okay. Okay. Right now, again, an alter con. We don't, we've got four more episodes for her to, to, to have some broader. Step up purpose. her game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Even even if she dies, or you know, like right, does something cool and dies doing if, it, maybe right that that plays into what the events that happen after the bad batch, right? Mm, okay, um, then I'll be like, okay, that was awesome, because um, that's that's a lot of what what drives my like in these things. Um, sure. I think Hunter's still second from bottom for me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm starting it to like bottom. him more. Echo's no, bottom. Omega's bottom. Omega's bottom. Omega. Yeah, Omega. Sorry. Yeah. Omega's bottom. Yeah. Hunter. No, you didn't. You, you said that. That's my mistake. Yeah. Echo. Um, same reason for you keeping it. It's, it's not doing anything. Like, what's, what's, it, what's he yeah. in there for? Great. Uh, he's one that I almost want to die. I want him to die. Right. Hmm. Like, I'd be disappointed I if he do died. something really heroic. And Okay. Maybe. Give him a good ending or something be plugged into something because of his little droid hand thing and, and die, right. you know, saving Omega or something. Right. Yeah. That plays into the bigger star Wars, something like that. Uh, but sure. for right now, he's just, it's kind of like almost just extra weight, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, he's here. Um, right. Let's see. I mean, he's, he's participating on. in the missions. He's helping, but he's just not interesting. Yeah. Right. He's not doing anything um, that's meaningful to the story other than just like else? joining the party. Who else? Uh, tech. You haven't ranked yet. Crosshair is number one, right? I, I will say uh, I've started liking tech. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I'm drawing a blank. So Crosshair, right. Tech. Um, What's his name? Wrecker. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then again, going from the bottom up, Wrecker. Tech crosshair, record tech cross. You like tech more than record. I do. Record okay. is is uh while you like the little popcorn thing. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm getting tired of the cliche, okay. like big dumb guy, <laughs> right? Let's I like go get a snack. The big right. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the. But I like how Omega's like, like joining. That's that's fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. And so uh, he's he's fallen down. Okay. Um, 
Tech is getting interesting. Yeah. Uh, I like, and, and I like how much what he's doing is playing into success of missions, right? Yeah. I really right. feel like without him, they would probably not be very successful. Sure. Um, and then Crosshair's just, I mean, he's the most intricate one we've got, right? There's yeah. a lot of mystery with him, but he's driving the story largely. Okay, so real quick, rank the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> We're not doing a crossover, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just curious. I'm curious how your ranking of the Ninja Turtles may be informing your decisions here. Is Leonardo your bottom pick, Drew, on the Ninja Turtles, or John? As, as much dislike as you have for myself. Oh, okay. About to say, let me. Donatello is my number one. Uh, probably Donatello. Raphael, Leonardo, no, Donatello, Leonardo for me, actually. So then Raphael, so Michelangelo. Is the Bad Batch is the Ninja Turtles of Star Wars. Of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, well, yeah, they are. At least they started out that way until, yeah. you know, Raphael is, is basically Crosshair, maybe. It's kind of the rebellious, you know, cool but rude. Michelangelo is uh, definitely Wrecker, the party dude. Um, he just loves to eat pizza and have parties. And then, so, um, I don't know. I rank them based on Leonardo's the leader. Leonardo is Hunter and tech is, uh, Donatello. Yeah. So yeah, it's Echo doesn't get a part. Um, and neither does Omega, right? Omega, I guess is their April O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Echo is the, oh, Casey Jones, Casey Jones, the guy with the mask, the, the ski mask. He's their Casey Jones. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Splinter, I guess it'd be Rex. So that's them. They're the Ninja Turtles. Anyway, you guys don't have to rank them. That's fine. I'm sorry. Um, From the bottom up, Raphael, Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello. Okay. You're Donatello number one, too. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I just really like Donatello. I like the Lances. The stick, the sword, and then the um, nunchucks. That's how I rank them based on okay. their weapons. All right, sure. Always done That's it. fine. Ever since I was a kid. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. I kind of like that it's just a big stick, too. Uh, that Donatello just having a bow staff, very noble weapon to me. You know, there's no blade to it. Uh, nunchucks kind of don't have a blade, but nunchucks seem a little bit more brutal to me than, a, than a, just a big stick. So. The stick seems more defensive to me. In the video games, great reach. You know, yep. He's always the slowest, but he can hit the furthest. So yeah. No emails, but if you want to email us, send an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Before we go. Yeah. So I was approached by a fan. Oh um, yeah. Actually, a fan approached my child. So we got to be careful on this podcast. Okay. Uh, a fan actually approached my child. And oh, okay. said, "Hey, hey, why don't you tell your dad to explain to you about when he jumped in a, a frozen creek?" <laughs> uh, Did you explain I, it to him? Uh, not yet. No. Okay, he told him okay. I'd, I'd do it later. So. <laughs> it was Tyler. But. Oh, <laughs> well, Tyler, Tyler knew that story. <laughs> Just reminded him of it. Yeah, Tyler was there. He did that last know week. About it. He was in okay. McMinnville when we were. So. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. 
<laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah. All right. We'll be careful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks for listening.